Welcome to Do Ladies Do That. I'm Molly. And I'm Becca, and we're just two lesbians who wanted to take our discussions about LGBTQ plus media out of the DMs and into a podcast. As we said in the last podcast, we're taking a little break from talking about queer media and just updating you on the current circumstances and our hopes for the podcast going forward. So in Scotland, I think you've got quite a few cases, but not compared to in England. Yeah, but we have a smaller population, to be fair. It could be better, but oh. our population's smaller than yours. Yeah. So what are the cases, like the daily rates in Scotland right now? It is currently the week of the 15th of February. The seven-day average is around 750 cases a day. Mm-hmm. So we're doing better than we were at like January time, but we're definitely not where we were the end of summer, August time, where we had like 10 cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Well, currently... I think we're between 10,000 and 12,000 cases a day. So that's 75,092 average per week. That's positive cases, that's not deaths or anything, but not, not the greatest. It's been worse, but you know, it's still really bad. It is a bit of a daunting time and I've seen a lot of things on Twitter where people are really struggling a lot more this time around. It's the third lockdown for us and I think the second for you. Yeah. I mean, there's some places in Scotland that are in their third and fourth because they did that, your area, depending on the cases, would go into lockdown. The tier system thing. Mm-hmm. We were never out of lockdown, but we were never back fully in a lockdown until after Christmas when cases started rising, which makes sense because they let everybody interact over Christmas. They did. When this episode goes out, if we are still in lockdown, which as it is currently we probably will be. We will have been in some sort of lockdown for over a year. <laughs> we had some easing over the summer. Do you know over summer, did you have the eat out to help out or was that just in England? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And then they blamed that for the rising case. Then they were talking about bringing it back. And I was like, you just told us that. Yeah. What can you do? It doesn't make any sense in the slightest. I don't understand why they can't do it for takeout restaurants only. But then again, takeout restaurants are like independent businesses, aren't they? It's it, They're not like a big corporation, so. I don't get why they don't just shut us down for say three months so that we know that we have three months of no deliveries or anything because deliveries can pass it on mm-hmm. like just a full lockdown for three months eliminate covid and then we'd be able to go back to our normal life instead of this oh we might come out we might not we might and i know obviously that's not a fix-all answer because it probably wouldn't work in the state we're in anyway but in my head, that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Do you know when, like, the Simpsons movie, have you ever seen it? When they put the dome over it. When they put the dome over it. I think that's what we need. <laughs> do you know how they do that, Becca? Well, close the border. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, Molly, I think that is the way to go. <laughs> I think we need to give it, Boris a little message, you know, a 10 down and street and be like, look, mate, watch the Simpsons movie. Hold on. Let me just give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't Matt Hancock say that he watched a pandemic film in order to gauge his response on something? So why doesn't Boris just do that in regards to the Simpsons film? I think that's it. I think we've got a plan. (laughs) That might be it. That's what we're going to have to tell them. Yeah. It's just frustrating with all the COVID stuff, especially like with with social media and things, you see people not following the rules and having house parties and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm just at the point where like I had this great pause mentality. I'd say the first mm, eight, nine months maybe. And then we went into the second lockdown and I'm like, okay, when's this going to end now? Yeah. Because I want to start getting on with things. (laughs) And then there's other places all over the world that are getting on with things. Like you've got New Zealand and you've got 
Australia and mm-hmm. like I just want I just want a hug. I remember when the pandemic first started being talked about and I was in college and have you watched Sex Education? Uh, no. Oh well there's a character called Eric and he says wash your hands you dirty pig. He's from my town. Is he? Oh my god. He went to my high school. No way. Yeah. Anyways and we have them <laughs> posters plastered all around the bathroom and we were all like laughing at it and like thinking it was just this one big joke. Mm. Now it's like oh. I was worried about it before other people were worried about it mm. I have a weird thing about a general anxiety. I've always had it about being ill. And then this was happening and I was still going to work and going to college and things. I was like social distancing before we were told to social distance because I was like, I am not getting sick. (laughs) See, because we've never been through something like this before. Like, I didn't know what cautions were going to be in place for it. I didn't really understand how a virus spread. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd never really done much research on any added human biology. So we did loads of studies on pandemics and epidemics and stuff like that. So I knew the basis of it. And like when they were talking about Arnold, I was like, okay, I know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And we watched Contagion, which became really, really popular and is now on all streaming services because it reminds people of the pandemic. I am refusing to watch anything like that because I just know that that will not benefit my mental health in the slightest. I remember they were talking about where COVID had come from and there was all this speculation and they were saying it could have been from bats in Contagion. Yeah. It originates from bats and then passes on to the pig and then the chef touches the pig and doesn't wash his hands and touches a woman and the woman gets ill. So it's mad. That was a huge spoiler for Contagion if anybody's planning to watch it. (laughs) What's your biggest pet peeve about human behaviour during the pandemic? Do you know what, right? Is, like, people my age still meeting up and not social distancing and things when I'm stuck in the house? Like, I've not been in a shop since last March other than to buy dog food. Mm Mm-hmm. What annoyed me the most, say summertime, masks weren't mandatory. So some people were wearing them and some people weren't. And the people who were wearing them were leaning over you and not social distancing because they had a mask on. And see, when people say that they don't need to wear masks because they're exempt, when they're not exempt. Yeah, well, I went to Tesco and it was so busy and it just, it was honestly such a terrifying atmosphere to be in. People wore masks, but they think that if they wear masks, they don't have to social distance. Yeah. It's not one of them things. You have to do both in order to make it somewhat effective. Yeah. I remember just trying to find aisles where there was little to no people in the aisle to sort of manoeuvre myself around the shop. It was the day before Valentine's Day as well and everyone was doing the last minute Valentine's Day shop. But it was just such a scary atmosphere. Yeah. It's when people start to think that we're going back into a lockdown and then they start panic buying and I'm like, we've been through this. You don't have to panic buy. Yeah, like I was watching a YouTube video from early last year my guilty pleasure is watching family you really love family vloggers eh i right it's something which is highly debated right now and it's like unethical to be a family vlogger but i'm obsessed with watching them i'm gonna blame it on being an only child and i I just like watching (laughs) siblings (laughs) people have siblings and have fun but yes i was watching them and they were like looking at the shelves from last year um and they were like oh my god there's nothing on the shelves and i didn't remember that because i refused to go to the shop when people were stockpiling so I was like no I'm not going I'm not going see I've still not been in them so I don't know the better now like people don't really tend to stockpile like you can get hand soap you can get antibacterial but they also are just producing more and you know yeah but I just remember my mum was like Becca there's no pasta <laughs> and I was like there's no pasta <laughs> 
but it's weird to think that we're still somewhat in that position. Yeah. Like, obviously not to the shopping extent, but we're still under the same restrictions that we were. And you can't help but look back and be like, what if they decided to do this faster? Masks weren't mandatory here, I don't think, till, like, August time. Literally. I wore a mask every time I went out from, like, March. Yeah. Even when I went on my daily walks, which that took quite a while because I just had a massive anxiety whenever I went to go walk out the door. Yeah. Because I was so scared of walking outside because my head was just catastrophized and everything. Yeah. You know, I, I struggle quite a bit with OCD, so it just wasn't a good time. The only way I could get out the house for about a month was if I got in the car... And I don't even know if you were allowed to get in the car because I remember Googling it and there was just no clear indication of what you were allowed to do. This second lockdown, it's not clear what the rules are. Yeah. As you're saying, like, you struggle to go out in that. I live with my mum and my brother, so they go out and walk the dog, do all that thing. But I was able to do that before. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I'm not able to do that. I get too panicky about it. Like, I can maybe last 20 minutes out my house. And the 20 minutes is usually I walk to my nan's really quickly, say hi to her and walk straight back. And that had taken you like quite a long time to get to that stage you know before the pandemic and gout and stuff hadn't it yeah I I was pretty much housebound for four years Mm -hmm. I was able to go out March February time I was going out maybe like two hours a day and I was working as well and doing college so I was out the house Mm -hmm. so over the space of those four years it had gotten a lot better and I was doing a lot better and then obviously lockdown hit and it was like okay you can't go out you can't do this you can't do that you can't do that I was like oh okay trying to get back out but following the rules when you've got that nervousness anyway mm-hmm. is really difficult and like I know that you can go out for a walk and stay your two meters apart and da 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 but even just doing that's a bit too much because I'm like what if the rules change while I'm out and suddenly I'm not allowed to go for a walk which is irrational and I'm aware it's irrational and yeah you just can't shift that it's so weird one of my main thoughts and one of the main reasons I couldn't get out the front door and go on a daily walk was because I was convinced that if I walked around the corner someone else would walk around the corner at the same time and bump into me and I'd get COVID and die like that was that was how my brain was working and I couldn't figure out a way how to get out of the house without crashing into someone yeah so I was like right that's it the only way I can get out is if I go in the car it is irrational but it's so difficult when irrational things become rational you find a way to make them rational when you're nervous you're like this totally makes sense yeah like personally during like the pandemic it went from being told my thoughts were irrational that if I do something someone will die Mm -hmm. to suddenly if you do do something or if you don't wear the mask someone might die it went from being completely irrational to being completely rational yeah such a switch and there just wasn't the mental health support there yeah I was in college at the time and there was not much support going on from college in the slightest I remember my last day of college and I felt like it was my last day at college like I couldn't pinpoint it but I remember just making sure I had everything because I just felt like I was never going to be coming back and then that night we all went into lockdown yeah but there was no support whatsoever because everyone was trying to get their head around everything. Yeah, my therapy all stopped completely. It wasn't even online. You just weren't allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. And for the first time since I was 12, I'll be 20 when this goes out, I'd never not had that. Maybe like six months time where I was doing okay and I didn't need it. Yeah. But I was still like on the book so I could have phoned and been like, can I get an appointment? And then I wasn't allowed it. And I really struggled with that as well. I can motivate myself to do it until I'm nervous and then I can't physically figure out how to do it myself. The anxiety is just like a block. There's a brick wall and I can't 
get through that. Yeah. So March until September, I had no support whatsoever, which is probably the longest I've gone without any support at all. I just backtracked a lot. So lockdown is to blame for where I'm at now, but I'm not complaining about lockdown at all. We need it and I understand that we need it. Mm -hmm. They're doing as best... Well, I wouldn't say they're doing as best they can because they're really not, but they're doing what they think is right. Mm -hmm. But there needs to be so much more done in support for those people because they can throw money about all they want. They're like, if you have to take time off work to isolate, you can get this loan or get whatever, which is great and that's fine and dandy, but you have to think about people's mental health and their emotional well-being. Yeah. Because right now... The unknown of everything, the unknown of the virus or if you're going to catch it or how long this lockdown's going to last. It just sort of feels never ending where it's at now. And it's quite overwhelming because sometimes you're just sat there and you're like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. I know that's like a universal feeling. There'll be most people who are like that. Before the pandemic, I had got my head down quite a bit in college because I was going to like get kicked out basically. So for months, I'd barely seen my mate. Whenever my mates went out, I don't think I went with them that much. So in a way that kind of prepared me for being on my own because I feel like if I'd gone from being a really big social butterfly like I was when I was like 16 to then suddenly being stuck with myself, I think that would have been a big shock. Mm -hmm. Whereas I went from being a bit isolated to then complete isolation in general, which obviously isn't healthy, but I think it just stopped the shock, if that makes sense. Like it didn't hit me as much. Yeah, I've never been a social person either, but I really struggle with people being around me all the time because I live with two other people. Yeah. And I'm like, can you please get out the house? You're actually stressing me out. And I love going outside and things, but because of my anxiety, it's too much anxiety to be enjoyable. It's more a focus on calming myself down being out than it is enjoying being outside. Yeah. But then other times I'm like, I really just miss a friend coming and sitting down. I used to meet my friend for lunch and that was like my only interactions really, just because my friends live far away for uni and stuff. And we can't even do that. And we live in different regions and you're not allowed to cross into other regions. So even if we were allowed to do that with the region restrictions, she couldn't. So I don't know. It's just, it's just a different difficult time for everybody really. As I said a bit earlier, I've struggled with OCD quite a bit like since I was young and when I was young it was a lot to do with germs and it was very germ related but I wasn't diagnosed and people didn't, people just knew there was something wrong but they didn't like do anything about it because they thought they could just manage it. Yeah. But then as I got older it kind of manifested into other things and didn't really go down the germ route as much which drastically improved my life in a way but then when the pandemic hit it was like oh no. <laughs> We're just getting back to square one, really. Mm-hmm. And the thing with me is that I know how to keep myself safe. I'm aware of my own actions a lot of the time. I know what I've touched, but then it's the lack of control I have on everyone else. Yeah. And I don't know what everyone else has touched or what any- everyone else's experience has been like that day. Yeah. It is a control factor at the end of the day, but it's also complete safety. So that's what I really struggle with. It's gotten... Mm-hmm. Has it got better? <laughs> That's a question I ask myself like every day. (laughs) But I remember my mum really struggled with me Mm -hmm. because I'd be like, have you washed your hands? Have you done this? Have you done that? And she felt like I was just checking up on her constantly. But it wasn't because I didn't trust it. It's because I just needed that reassurance that she had for my personal peace of mind. And yeah, it just got a lot. Over the summer, my mental health and physical health got the worst it's like ever been. Mm-hmm. When people say the first lockdown was their favourite lockdown, because I've seen this trend on TikTok, mm-hmm. 
I swear down, I've not seen any one of them say anything but the first lockdown was their favourite. And that was my complete least favourite. <laughs> like, this one we're in now is my favourite lockdown out of the three. Have you not seen the trend on TikTok that everyone's doing? No. <laughs> yeah, so if I was to rate my favourite, it would be this one. And that's because over the... This is just a message for anyone who's, like, wondering whether they need help or they need medication or therapy or anything. Please get it. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't want to. I made myself get in a really bad place because physically and mentally because I refused to reach out and get help. One, there was no not really appointments available face-to-face. It was all on the phone and I didn't want to do it over the phone. And then obviously all the whole Dalton thing, like whatever making it up, whatever told me heard. Honestly, get help because it's generally the best thing that I did. Obviously, it's not great for everyone, but the final like, push for me to get help was when I went to uni. So June through to August, start of September was quite rough. And that's when we started the podcast, really, wasn't it? Because I was living with my nan at the time. Well, yeah, we started planning it about July, yeah. Yeah, and genuinely, that was like a saving grace in a way because at the time, my mum wasn't well and I needed a distraction and Molly just came to me one day and she was like, Becca, do you want to start a podcast? And I was like, okay, (laughs) sure, why not? (laughs) Like, let's go, let's do it. Yeah. And because I'm not really comfortable with talking about, like, being a lesbian with me nan, I remember being upstairs in her room trying to film the intro from her whispering into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, and then when I went to uni, the OCD just went through the roof because I, I went from living with one person to living with five other people. Yeah. And it really affected my, like, bonding with my flatmates, mm-hmm. which has gotten a lot better recently, I'd say. You know, we've been on, like, Zoom and Teams and stuff. I couldn't even go in their rooms because my head was, like, they're infected. So I was literally stuck in my room whilst hearing everyone else having fun. Yeah. And in my head, I was thinking, oh, they don't want me there, like, stuff like that. But it was me who hadn't been able to get to know them as much and bond with them. That was when I was like, I need to get help, and I have, and it's just been so much better. I know that mental health services are inundated, but if you need it, please get it. You can't beat yourself up, because I know you you do, (laughs) but you can't beat yourself up for struggling through it all yeah it is a really difficult situation for everybody whether you have really good mental health or you've always struggled Mm -hmm. it's just a difficult time in general you're isolated you don't know what's going to happen there's no plan there's no escape route you can't go and talk to your friend or have a cup of coffee or Mm -hmm. do all these things that you've been used to doing for the last 18 19 years of your life yeah so there's no point in beating yourself up if this is how you're coping with it because if that's how your body needs to cope with it that's how your body needs to cope with it mm-hmm. and when you reach out to get help then you reach out to get help and if you don't because you're not ready yet that's totally valid too so yeah you just have to keep going with what you're doing and do your best because that's all that anybody can ask of you mm-hmm. yeah good little pep talk in terms of the podcast as we said we started discussing and planning it in july time yeah, July, August, time, yeah. Just lost my job and I just needed something to do. It was in between starting college, which I was really nervous for in the first place because I was going to go back to uni and I changed my mind very, very last minute and then try uni again after COVID and things. Hopefully after COVID and things. Come September, I hope we're in a better place. And then we released our first episode in November and it's been loads of fun. Mm-hmm. This is my only socialisation, really, face-to-face. I know it's not face-to-face, but it's the only time I see another human where it's not college, mm-hmm. as you may have noticed, that we've kind of changed. We will have tweeted about it, but we've changed to a bi-weekly release of episodes because we wanted to stay fun and enjoyable and it was getting quite a bit 
with all college deadlines and mm-hmm. just mental health going a bit down the drain because it's coming up to a year of being isolated. So yeah, we will have posted about moving to bi-weekly. Now we're just making a podcast to confirm that that's what we're doing. And we just want to be able to keep giving out the best quality podcast that we can mm-hmm. while having it remain fun and enjoyable and not become something overwhelming and that's more of a chore. Mm-hmm. Just because where we're at now, we have to try and maintain that balance between college and uni and life and getting back to normal and working on ourselves and getting healthier. Yeah. Because we are the only two people doing this. We do the notes, we do the recordings, we do the editing and everything else in between the promotion And so just so that we can try and keep on top of it, that's what we've decided to do. And that doesn't mean in the future we won't go back to doing weekly, but at least for the foreseeable, it'll be bi-weekly. It's also good for if you've got a busy schedule and, you know, maybe bi-weekly might be better for the audience, you know, the people who listen. And if we're watching a series, you've got longer to watch it. Exactly. So I think we'll just start posting what we're going to watch that month, what we're going to talk about that month so that other people can either catch up or watch it or rewatch it or... Yeah. Yeah, cool. Stay safe, stay kind to yourself and, you know, just... It's a very difficult time we're living in. Yeah. And if this podcast can help anyone in any way, like, that's like a job done. Yeah. <laughs> for me. That's like an accomplishment. This has been really good for my confidence and I think that is something I've always struggled with. So through COVID, that just depleted even more. So I think Molly has been my saving grace in a way. One of my saving graces throughout this pandemic has been Molly. So And you have been mine for being my social interaction and my little support bubble, even though you're like 200 miles away. Your bodice would be proud. <laughs> That's everything for this episode. We hope you enjoyed. Join us next time where we will be discussing the BBC slash HBO series Gentleman Jack. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DLDT Podcast for all your updates. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, just wherever you get your podcasts. Join us in two weeks time where we will continuously question, do Do ladies ladies do do that? that?